Egito. Hey, Rob. Hello. I see three Keiths. Holy smokes. Now there's three Keiths. Well, well, yeah, that's how you get a full house. <laughs> For sure, that's how you get a full house. <laughs> ba dum bum <laughs> See what I'm doing? I'm bringing the comedy gold right off the bat because the pre-show is already live. Yo. Hi there, Alpha Geek. <laughs> no, Alpha Geek's not live. Just the pre-show. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. Confused my terms. <laughs> this isn't pre-show. It's show-show. Show to the show-show. Come on. Like gold leaf off of my beer so I don't have to wait. Show to do show show. Show Holy show smokes. So if somebody kick the other me's out of here. This is like okay. this is like unwrapping <laughs> those chocolate coins you get for Easter. Mmm, chocolate coins. Dude, that was like the worst chocolate ever. I know, I know it was. It was all sugary. <laughs> but it was, was so like, but it was like white. But it was like you it's chocolate. I mean it is chocolate and it's wrapped up like money. So yeah, it must be gotta good. Be good. Did, did you chocolate. used to save the foils to try to reuse his money as pretend money? I used um, to do that. No. No. We I always took them apart so carefully so I could put them back together empty and and then pre pretend I had gold doubloons. <laughs> like Keith Cypher Jr. Keith Cypher Jr. counterfeiter. That's right. <laughs> I mean the gold coins Man, we used to use for uh, for Easter. We used to do the we used to hide jelly beans in the house. Jelly beans? Jelly beans? Yeah. That's obnoxious to try to find jelly beans. Yeah, they're really small. Just in the house. Well, yeah, we we like hid in eggs. the living room. Like we in hid, the room. We, we hid eggs. Yeah, but room. if you hid eggs in a small room in a room like that, you'd find them in a quick quick jelly beans. Not if you're a good hider. Oh. Easter Bunny was better hider at our house. Oh. <laughs> All right. Everything was better at your house. <laughs> Except the chocolate. That's because I lived on the ridge and you lived under the ridge. Yeah, you know you, you get these you get the uh the kind of the stock uh Easter baskets that were like pre wrapped that had the chocolate bunny in it and other stuff. Uh -huh. And You'd unwrap. I mean, you think, ooh, a chocolate bunny. Well, first of all, it was hollow. Second of all, the the chocolate in there wasn't that much better than the chocolate coin chocolate. Right. And then the third, third, you'd unwrap it, and it would have eyes on it, and they'd be like these blue and yellow candies that they'd stick on the eyes, mm -hmm. or stick on the eye of the the chocolate part where the eyes would go. But the problem was, you know. Mass marketed, mass produced chocolate or, or candy eyes. You know the pupils were never quite, you know, center and you know, and calming and gentle 
bunny rabbit eyes. They kind of like were askew. So you're looking at it and it was like an alien. <laughs> so I always ate those eyes first. And then I basically just blinded my rabbit. And, and to this day, that's how Rob eats his rabbit. Yeah. Always eyes first. Yeah, blind the rabbit and then you eat it. Well, again, they can't run away. <laughs> Not as easily anyway. Oh. And then, and then sometimes some Easter's they get peeps, which I mean, peeps are just the worst. Oh, peeps are the best. I love no, peeps. Peeps worse. And and I have a I have a thing for you. I've probably said this before, but there is an amazing thing you can do with peeps and queso. No, there isn't. Yes, there oh. is. No, there isn't. Oh yeah, I'm I am dead serious. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And everybody I make try this thinks I'm nuts until nope. they try it. You take nope. a peep, a sugar. Sugar-coated marshmallow peep. You dip it in queso, like just regular off-the-shelf canned jarred queso dip, and consume that. And it is a taste experience like you will not believe. I I think it would probably be a taste experience. I, I also I also think that hydrochloric. You, I think a delicious. shot. I think a shot of hydrochloric acid would also be a taste experience. I wouldn't believe. But I yes, but, the, but that's that. a taste experience you can only do once. I think this would be too. No, I'm. I'm telling you, I actually eat these with my friends every year now. This is. It, it is, a, in all seriousness, a surprisingly delicious thing. Even my wife has gone. Okay, that really shouldn't taste that good, folks. I mean, it's well documented that Keith loves cheese. I do love cheese. Really loves cheese. Cheese makes everything so, better, including Peeps. With the love of that cheese comes some eccentricity. And you're just going to have to learn to accept the fact. I'm telling you, Rob, do yourself a favor and try I'm not that. Do, I'm going to do myself a favor you are. and not do that. You should. So does, it, does it matter what color your peep is? No. No, because they're all That's the same. That's what she said. Oi. <laughs> Oi. All right, so should we start a show? Yeah, I think that's yeah. What we let's get do. it started. Gary should be here shortly. And I'm thirsty. Hey, Jeremy, yeah. I have a question. I have an answer. Okay, how many episodes over under? How many episodes do you think it will take before Keith starts asking what episode is it? <laughs> I didn't ask today, did I? <laughs> I mean, we're at number two. So I, I think he can still many? count on one hand. So I, I I'm going like to say six. Yeah. Like, oh no, right, it's not going to make six. it that long. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make it that long. Three or four, I'm not going to remember whether or not we've done three or four. The first time we miss one, I'm, I'm definitely doomed. Well, I mean, it happens, too, when we take a, we take a break. Cause I'm right, that's what I'm saying. If we miss, we miss a show next week. Or if I miss a show, yeah, so we're not going to remember. So probably next you week. You say we, something. but we do. You just don't. Whatever. You're okay, perfect in every way, Rob. I wish, I wish it was every way somewhere. Just most of the ways. Just could we put it somewhere that we could all see? Yeah, could we write it down somewhere? Like a central location? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's be great. I'll, I'll work on that. I'm going to move this over here because this is where your faces are. So I can actually... There. All right, you can start, Keith. Y'all have to be quiet. Why? So you I'm can... I'm not entirely sure why. So he can say the number that he's... <laughs> we'll soon forget in a couple of weeks. <laughs> It's is it funny season that, two, episode four, or is it that, season four, episode two? It's funny that he's the one that does that. What? When the, when the rest of us actually know what episode it is, because we either just know it or we look at the document, he's the one 
He doesn't look at the document. He doesn't know what episode it is. He's the one that announces it. Yep. Because none of y'all would do it. <laughs> one of life's little ironies. Hey! Now we can start. Sorry. All right. Now we I can start. Had to get the beer out of the fridge. Hey, we haven't played the music yet, so you're okay. No. And we won't until Rob stops talking. How, how many Keiths are there in this podcast? All of them. It's a full house, is my joke. I'm, I'm running is, with it. The answer is all of them. Okay. Welcome to PNR Show Season 4, Episode 2 Samuel Nut Brown. I'd rather have longer than life. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me longer for life. I'd rather have longer than life. Good evening, one and all. Welcome to your weekly podcast, Excellence. I might have just stolen something from Rush Limbaugh. Something like that. <laughs> Welcome to the Pine of No Return show, a different type of excellence. Uh, we are a weekly podcast dedicated to drinking beer, having a good time, and trying to teach Keith how to count. And we are in seven episode two. And tonight, we're going to be getting our nuts brown. Samuels, I don't know why I said that at all. Samuel Smith, uh, Nut Brown Ale. Uh, this was a, a kind of a last minute. Oh, I won't say last minute. We we decided yesterday. Um, a, kind of a last minute uh, addition to the show, um, and this is actually um, this is actually a holdover, not a holdover, a um, a former. Dis, uh, a former beer from the old uh, Happy Time Magic Hour days. We did Nut Brown Ale. Oh gosh, must be now five, six years ago. Yeah, probably, probably that so, long. And I haven't had it since then, so who knows how my lovely palate has changed. But I digress. First off, we have to introduce our co-hosts. We have Gary, Jeremy, and Keith. Gentlemen, good evening, and welcome to episode two. Hey, Rob. How are we? See ya. How are we all doing this evening? It's waiting Great. for you to introduce me three times. <laughs> no, it's like uh, multiplicity. You guys can't see this, but when we're in our Google Chat window, our Hangout window, there's a small little bank of uh, uh, avatars, not avatars, but uh, pictures of us that we can click on and bring it up to the large screen. So, so each of us are down there. Keith is down there three times. Actually, if you're watching on the YouTube video, you can see it too. Oh, hey, there you go. So, how, would, how would Rob know that, though? Yeah, Rob wouldn't know that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't any more than Keith knows what's on the uh, the outline for tonight. But that's okay. <laughs> Fair point. Touche. <laughs> so, uh, quick uh, little plugs here. We want to thank the Poxy Boggards for the use of their theme music. Stu Venable uh, over at the Poxy Boggards is a great guy and allows us to use that music to announce our show. It's a great song. You can find their stuff on iTunes or at poxyboggards.com. P-O-X-Y-B-O-G-G-A-R-D-S. Dot com. Are we now live on Alpha Geek? Yes, of course we are. Hello, Alpha Geek Channel 3. Uh, for those of you who listen to us on podcasts, we also uh, you can listen to us live 
on the nights that we record by going to tunein.alphageekradio.com. Visit our website, pnrshow.com, or email us at pnrshow at gmail.com. And finally, the Twitters. Gary is at always breaking. Jeremy is at Jeremy Brooks. Keith is at Wolfman K. And I am at Rebrob, R-E-B-R-O-B. Uh, gentlemen, is there any feedback this evening other than your general distaste for waiting so long to drink? Our, our, um, our one fan beer suggestions. Oh. We had beer suggestions from our fan. That's true. Fan. I love a call. He's our fan. 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 He's our one brave enough to actually interact what with is us he outside su- the show. What is he suggesting that we drink? Well, he suggested the uh, new weird Guinness stuff, their Nitro IPA and their their uh, Budweiser clone, apparently. Ah, okay. The Guinness uh, Blonde American Lager. Which we are picking up for the show. We will be doing I have it chilling in my refrigerator right now. Yep, so we will we will be getting to that and the um can you get the IPA? Did you see that one? I can get the IPA, yes. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, so we'll be so we'll be doing that one eventually too. So Absolutely. See, the fans yeah. ask and we deliver. It will be great. <laughs> so uh but I I can't go too much farther into the show because uh Gary starts to blow up our chat room with let's drink, please. So let's oh. let's go. Let's go to our beer. We're going to the Samuel Smiths, the uh, the old Brits that uh, we love so much out of York's England. Uh, brewed at the old Tadcaster Brewery, established 1758. This is an oldie but a goodie. Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. Let's see. What do we got? It's brewed in Samuel Smith's small traditional brewery with well water. The original well sunk in 1758 and still in use. We're drinking water from a well dug in 1758. The uh, the beer is uh, fermented in stone vats. Yes, Yorkshire squares. Yep. And the horses, the Tadcaster horses, make deliveries seven days a week still to local breweries with delivering the kegs mm-hmm. to local bars. So if you go to their website, uh, you can see pictures of the horses and them making their rounds. It has such a delightful British ale aroma. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire Squares sounds like a candy, doesn't it? It does. But or they're actually Yorkshire. giant square stone fermentation. There's Yorkshire pudding. That's good so we've got barley malt, roasted barley, yeast, and aromatic hops. It's relatively dry with a rich amber-brown color and nutty flavor derived exclusively from small amounts of dark malt. And we're at about 5% alcohol by volume. Well, you're making me thirsty. Yeah, let's, let's pour it up and drink. It is a very, very nutty brown. It's got a nice head. Not too big. Yeah. Pours maybe like a dark, dark, slightly darker cream soda-y maybe? Borderline root beerish. Yeah. So, mmm, it is nutty smelling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am ready to drink. Are you gentlemen ready to drink? Keith is drinking. Sure. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I thought I heard. Probably I couldn't right. wait anymore. Season four, episode two is underway. Prost to you. All right, I'd want to just be in a British pub right now. 
have some bangers and mash. Fish and chips, some please. Nut, nut brown ale on the side. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Mm. I'm looking to see exactly where Tadcaster, England is, because we're planning a trip to Yorkshire. Um, Yorkshire. It's Yorks, England. No, Yorkshire. Yeah, we're not going up there. Worth. On to um, London and Paris this summer, and we will nice. not be getting that far north in England. So, well, that's a shame. It is. Uh, it is quite. It is pretty far up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like not. It's closer to Scotland than uh, than London. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's yeah. It's up there. Uh, not that England is huge, but no, I have an amount of time or money. So anything is really success. I mean, accessible by train. It's about. I'm going to say maybe eighty to a hundred miles uh, east of Liverpool. Liverpool. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When are you going to England? So, anyway. uh, June. Oh, exciting. I loved I loved England. Are you going to Scotland too or just England? Uh, just England, France. Oh, man. If you could, uh, hardly recommend if anybody can wrangle a trip into Scotland, please do it. It's one of the greatest yeah, places in the world. We talk, talked about it, but yeah. yeah. All right. To the beer. Yeah, beer. Gary, since you were speaking just then, what do you think of nutty, uh, nut brown ale? Um, it's beer. Uh, it's actually um, I don't know I, I I've, this isn't I've had this before, but the one I've, it's been a while. Um, I'm trying to see what I did, how I rated this before. Um, I rated this uh, four on Untapped, and I would I would be consistent with that um, as a style goes. Um, for the brown ale and especially the English ales, this is really good. It's got a nice body. It's got a nice flavor profile um, without trying to be too much more than it is. It's a very traditional ale style, and I do like brown ales. So uh, if it's not a stout or an IPA, this is a good option to take. Um, so I'm, I'll give it an 8 in our, our rating to be consistent with mine. Oh, remember, we got to hold the ratings. Sure. Yep. We're going to drink the beer throughout the episode. So maybe okay. Gary's Gary's rating will change. Who knows on this kooky madcap podcast we have. You know, the, all this change stuff is making it really hard on me. It was one change. I know. It, 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 is, <laughs> it, was it is one change. But you know what? A couple more sips of beer and you're going to feel a lot better about it. If that doesn't work, okay, fine. have a shot. <laughs> I'm already pouring my second glass. It could, it could get worse as we go. I wish I had a second bottle of this. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, it's Jeremy. It's a big bottle, though. Yeah, it is Mine, a big bottle. It's about a pint, well, right? A, Mine came in a, uh, regular size bottles, but as a four-pack. So One pint, two 18 ounces. ounces. Mm-hmm. 18 ounces, right? Jeremy, what are your first impressions? Um, actually, pretty flavorful. Flavorful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, flavorful. Absolutely. Flavorful That's a good word. Spell flavorful. That's a level one word. Level one. F-L-A-V-R full. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it, it, has like nice, it. it has nice. It has nice body. Web two point oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the head disappeared really quickly. Um, That's typical of a British ale, yeah. And the um, not a lot of bubbles in there, but more than probably it would have on tap. It has a really nice finish. the The bitterness mm-hmm. just lingers, um, but not not like a California IPA bitterness would linger. 
This is just um, really, really pleasant, subtle, a really balanced beer. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to, uh, as it warms up, I think the taste will open up a little bit too. I think it's a little bit cold right now. Yeah. All right, Keith. We're revisiting Nut Brown Ale. What do you think? Uh, I think Samuel Smith in general is probably my favorite English beer that's easily accessible here in the States. Um, okay. it, they do such great stuff that they send over here, at least. Um, the, the Nut Brown is good, and I'm not a huge fan of browns, uh, but this is one of the best. Um, I'm a big fan of, of their other ones. Their stouts, their oatmeal stout is the classic. Their uh, <clears throat> um, porter is delicious in the classic English porter. Uh, but this is real good. The, uh, easy to drink. I'm pouring my second glass shortly. Um, you just can't beat it. All right. Um, yeah, I want to agree. Uh, it's got that really nice kind of burnt burnt toffee, burnt caramel finish to it. Um, the malt's really, really nice and round and rich. Um, I mean, like I, I was saying at the top, this just, just makes you want to sit in a pub or, or, or just go to a, um, like a trivia night where you're just kind of sitting around hanging out or playing darts, and, and you could just down four or five of these <laughs> over the course of a night. It's just really smooth. Um, Really subtle. I know it's there's not a lot of alcohol in it, but it's enough to to get you going after you've had a you know two or three. So um, yeah, just uh, it's just it's wonderful. It's really good. I'm a I am on the, to to counteract Keith. I'm actually quite a big fan of brown ales, um, and uh, this one does not disappoint. So. Uh, I'll keep on drinking and see what uh, see how I feel at the end end of the show. And keep on sipping. So, uh, okay, gentlemen, we have a topic this evening. It's our pint take it segment, and Keith's going to play music so we can introduce it. Go. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's every week, Keith. Every week. <laughs> really, but you, but you ran into it so fast there. I was not ready. <laughs> All right, so music, you say. So the pint taken segment's happy coming your way. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, now, out of, actually, now out of copyright. Is it actually someone's birthday? No. no. Oh, okay. Not, well, I'm sure it is. Someone somewhere. There's, somewhere there's a listener that is listening to this on their to, birthday. I have to tell you that. Happy birthday to you. Do you guys, do you, maybe I'm the only one that this happens to, but is there a number or a word that you have um, that for whatever reason just keeps appearing to you like all the time? Like a number you keep seeing everywhere? Are you asking me what my safety word is? No. I please no. I never want you to I never want you to hear your safety word. <laughs> you know that, that that could have that could have a lot of different meanings. <laughs> Let me explain. Let I'm me not explain. sure I want to know why. Let me explain. For the longest time Don't explain. The, I'm not explaining key safe word. I'm explaining my number thing. For the oh, longest okay. time <laughs> Eleven seventeen 
has been a number that I see everywhere, like constantly. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've awoken uh, at night and looked at the clock and it's 11.17, or um, I see numbers and emails and it's 11.17. It's just everywhere. So, of course, today, being 11.17, I'm, I'm – been a little cautious and looking around like oh my god maybe today's the day i'm going to die and uh that's it, just been introduced to me fortunately nothing has happened you're actually not alone in that rob my my wife has had a fixation on the same number for yes. most of her life yeah well you know they, you know what it dates back to keith actually yeah. cindy amy and i were once hanging out at cindy's house uh one evening and it was 11 17 and we both we all three of us just giggled like it was the funniest thing ever that it was 1117 right. and since then that number has just constantly been around me right and and those two girls still do it too it's weird it's all three of you and it is a little creepy uh although i will say that uh, today uh my wife decided to retake her sats so she's kind of reliving the whole 1117 Why? thing all over again Why would she do she's, that? she's funny that way She's going back to elementary school. She's, she's actually uh, attempting to become a tutor for the SATs, and in order to do that, you have to take them. So she is, uh, well, I think, I believe she's actually employed right now by Tutor Doctor. Mm. Um, and so my wife will be teaching young children in this area how to take the SATs. And she just got back from them just before the show, and the freak still scored. 30 some years later, uh, I think 1370 on them. So that was my score. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't going to bring up the, the Cindy aspect of it. Yeah. But the, but the three of us, Cindy, but yeah, um, she, she took me her and our, again, joint on friend, friend, so our joint friend, Amy, for whatever reason, have 1117, just always just popping. I don't know what it means. Um, it's really weird. So I was wondering, you know, if any of you other guys ever have that a number that just constantly pops up to you. Well, Keith posted a password in our chat in Slack <laughs> and had some numbers in it. So I'm guessing that's one of his. Uh, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this past summer. Uh, in the box office business industry. Uh, it was one of the lower attended summers for movies uh, out of the last 10 years. I think it was like the second or third lowest. Um, and what it boils down to is people just aren't attending movies anymore. They're just not going uh, in regular numbers like they used to. Um, for whatever reason... Uh, be it that as we get older, we have uh, kids and are not able to get out. Uh, movies are crap. We no longer have to wait years and years to see a movie. Once it's hit the theater, it's usually on pay-per-view or out on Netflix or on an HBO or Showtime within you know three or four months of it being out. So it's just there's not that desperation where if I don't go see it in the movies, I'll have to wait two or three years before it comes out on video cassette. And they cost ridiculous amounts of money. That was right. Like remember like ninety dollars. Yep. Keith and I rented some video cassettes back in the day that uh if we had 
forgotten to get them back on time, we would have paid hundreds of dollars and the videotapes that we were renting probably would not we did not have the hundreds of dollars nor would we have wanted to ask our parents for the money to pay although it would have been worth it <laughs> just i'll just say six weeks on the campus that that bicycle was amazing <laughs> amazing amazing but i digress <laughs> The point of this topic was that um, with cinema... Uh, only 5%. With movies... And, and Aaron said it was Rob that keeps us on track yeah. and straight and narrow. <laughs> with movie attendance down so much... Take that, Aaron. Uh, it's no wonder that television has made a huge, huge comeback. Um, especially with the advent of these pay services, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon... Uh, and a bunch of others that have come on, and even the networks are starting to put out their own original programming, CBS All Access being an example with Star Trek Discovery coming out next year. Um, but what's happening is these mega stars who were used to making $17, $20 million of film are now coming over to the small screen. Uh, it was announced today that Meryl Streep, you know, the perennial Academy Award nominee, is going to be uh, going to a Netflix series called The Knicks uh, and is getting $825,000 an episode. Uh, last week, it was announced that Robert De Niro is going to be doing an upcoming Amazon series uh, produced by David O. Russell, who is a really well-known uh, director of movies. He's going to be getting $750,000 for 20 episodes. Uh, wow. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's now getting three hundred grand an episode for Designated Survivor. Uh, the top three guys on Big Bang Theory getting a million dollars an episode. Uh, we've we've had Kevin Spacey on uh, Netflix for four years now, making House of Cards, and he's uh, yeah. Netflix has committed over a hundred million dollars uh, for two more seasons of House of Cards. Um, so it's just, and, and I have a, an article in our, in our show notes that the guys can take a look at. It's just on and on with stars um, that are now moving over and going to television, where it used to be television was the kind of um, redheaded stepchild to movies. And no one, no one wanted to, be on, wanted to be seen on television when they could be instead starring in movies. And now that has reversed. So I put this in front of the guys to see... What, if any, insight they might like to bring to the table? Gentlemen. I still like to go to the movies. And I, I still do go to the movies. And I picked tonight as a movie. But uh, a lot of the movies suck. And they're spending a lot of money to make movies that aren't earning anything because they're stupid crap movies that nobody even cares about. And the uh, the networks, especially the non-broadcast networks, you know, your HBO, Showtimes, AMC, those kinds, they're putting out some pretty compelling content yes. that's getting a lot of attention. So if you're an actor and you want your name to be known and you want to be able to command roles, you have to go where the audience is, and the audience is on streaming services. So on TV, yeah. it makes sense. Well, I, I, when I said before that it was too expensive, I wasn't actually returning, referring to the VHS tapes at the time. I was talking about going to the movies. Yeah. Um, and the problem is now is they've they've built 
the, the you know they've changed most of the theaters i think most of the theaters in the country over to these luxury seats and reserve only seats at least you know even here in bodunk rochester they've done that in most of them um and they and it would, it would try to make it worth the money you're paying for but still unless you're going to a giant tentpole movie that you pretty much already know everybody's going to love it's a real crapshoot as to whether or not you're getting your money's worth out of it. So I think a lot of people are just staying home. And Rob says to watch on the small screen, but most of us have got large screens in our Correct. Yeah, now. right. We have mini We've, movie theaters. We, we have mini movie theaters in our house with, uh, for, uh, you know, under $600, you can get a good size screen and a surround sound system these days. And, you know, that's a great investment if you compare taking the family out to the movies um, because that's like six trips out to the movies and it's paid for. So, I don't know. It's, you know, I, what, what I'm more interested in seeing now is a lot of stuff is starting to come straight there or release same. We're seeing a few movies that have come out uh, for release on TV and at the movie theater at the same time. And I think that's kind of interesting, but it, you know, and it's not only, telling of the of, you know, of where we are. It's not only that. And I'm sorry, Jeremy, that we're talking about this. I know you're probably just looking for another beer to drink. Um, well, I, I, I understand the, the uh, reason people don't go to movies. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like we're waiting, you know, on pins and needles for these films to come over to, to broadcast TV or to streaming either. Like as as Gary was saying, the content that's being put now out now is so good that you know if and I haven't gone to see a Doctor Strange yet, which is really on my um, my short list of things to go. But and and it I may have a couple more weeks before it leaves the theater. But at the end of the day, I'm like I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I miss it, it's okay. I'll still see it. I'll still probably get it on on disc or or whatever, or I'll, you know, I'll I'll be able to watch it in my home. But I kind of do enjoy that movie going experience. Um, but it's not as live or die as it used to be for me. And in the meantime, there are so many good. I have I have a a backup, a, a, a backed up set of series or TV specials. Um, that I want to watch that I haven't seen yet that are just you know kind of log jammed up that I can watch anytime I want. So I don't really have an impetus to go out and spend a bunch of money for the movies like like Keith was saying. It's just not. It's important. interesting that the TV shows they can crank them out a lot faster, um, and maybe part of that is they don't have so much in the way of production that's required because a, a big blockbuster movie is going to be a huge amount of CGI and post-production, but they don't have that kind of luxury for a TV series, right? They well, need to crank out an episode yeah, a week. It all boils down to money, right? I mean, it it's, it's all comes back to money, no matter where we go or what we think about or argue about. It's all money, right? HBO started it um, producing really, really high-quality television in the last 10 years or so, you know, with Sopranos and Game of Thrones and... and, and yeah. You know, a bunch of them, and then Netflix really kickstarted it and jumped it off the cliff um, with their incredible stable of programs. That the money followed those trailblazers, and now you know Netflix is willing to put up a hundred million dollars for two more seasons of one series. You know, it's it's no wonder 
that people are not only flocking to Netflix, but so are the Hollywood talent, so are the directors, and of course the you know big one is so are the writers. Yeah, it's, but it also it also is they they're allowed to tell a story. You know, these like House of Cards or other. What are some of the other TV things House I've actually Cards, watched? Well, Westworld. Um, well, the Americans and these these things Americans. are telling they're telling stories rather than showing crazy action on the screen. And I think but, that's that's appealing to people because they want to be able to watch a story, and it's appealing to actors because they want to be able to play a character. But it's now become the the idea, the concept of the limited series has become kind of more the norm now, where in, in the old days of television, you used to want to do you know 25 episodes a season and crank those out as long as you can. Uh, and then syndicate it for as much as you can. That's not the that's not the case anymore. Game of Thrones, the most popular series on television, does ten episodes a year. That's it. And next season they're only going to be doing seven, and the following season only six. As they and then they're going to finish. They're going to be done. They're not going to crank it out until it's canceled, like it used to be. They have a set story in mind or a set amount of time that they want to do this and then move on to something else. And because of that, yes, it's not as long, it's not there, but the quality that you're getting is so much better, it's unbelievable. It's because they understand the business model of the 21st century, where a lot of the broadcast television and the movie industry doesn't understand the business model of the 21st century. And I think I mean I think some broadcast networks are are getting it. They're they're getting some of the top talent. Like I mean I wouldn't consider Kiefer Sutherland an A-lister um, movie star, um, but he was an A-lister TV star for a number of years with Twenty Four, and yeah. you know they're luring talent like that to to do broadcast t- TV shows. And Designated Survivors is a good show. I th- well, first of all, Kiefer Sutherland's uh, movie career is nothing to be uh, sneezed at. There, I didn't say it was. I just said he wasn't a. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, he back in the day, he pulled off quite the mean teenage vampire. He was an A-lister yeah. back in the day. I'm talking about now. So I I think that going back to what Rob said about the um, or maybe Jeremy or about CGI. I don't know. There's beer involved. Um, uh, to, to me, CGI is kind of the defining line about movies that I choose to see in the theater or not. And it tends to be movies that have a high special effects budget are the ones I w- would rather see in the theater because right, they right. translate so much better on the big screen. The experience is so much better. Um, and movies that aren't, uh, that, are, that are more, you know, uh, a character study or just about the story and not so much about the the visual experience, uh, you know, I hold off on because, of, like you said, the finances are just not there. And I think that that's what is compelling about a lot of the content that's on television and Netflix and the streaming services is that because they're not spending the huge dollars that you get out of a Marvel movie or, a, um, you know, the Star Wars movie or those things, they are focusing on character-driven, story-driven things that people can relate to and that they really get invested in. And I think that's part of the reason that they've been so successful with using this media. Well, one last point about that CGI is, um, you know, when you go to see movies in the theater and the CGI looks amazing and it, and what Keith was going on about our, our home theaters, 
when we bring that awesome CGI that we thought we saw in the theater home, our TVs are now of such high quality that that CGI sometimes looks pretty fake now. So. Yeah, it doesn't. Look Keith's been good. trying to talk for ten minutes. Go ahead, Keith. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, way back in the beginning, we talked, to, you know, about the the shows, and there's there's three big movies that are popping right now. Um, and I want to know: are are we going to see out of you guys? Are you going to see one, all, or you know what's what's going to save to the to video? And that is, you know, of course, Doctor Strange, which is out now. Uh, opening tomorrow is uh, Fantastic Creatures. Uh, and where to find them, and in just less than a month is Rogue One. Uh, normally, I would only see the Rogue One. This year, though, I think we're going to try to make time to see Fantastic Beasts just because of my daughter and her attachment to Harry Potter. So I think we'll probably try to go out and see that one as a family, which means I, there's no way I can see Doctor Strange, even though I'd like to, uh, in the theater. Uh, what are you guys at right now? Those are three big tent poles that are that are coming before the end of the year. You're going to see all three. If Dr. Strange is still in the theaters after Thanksgiving, cause we have all these family coming in, we're leaving for the weekend. Uh, so if it's still there which I hope it is maybe in the discount theater, I definitely will see Dr. Strange rogue one is going to be the one that I definitely, that's the must. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, if they, I want to see fantastic beast, but if I miss it, it's okay. I'll watch it on, on, okay. watch it on streaming. Yeah. I'll, I'll likely see rogue one just because, a lot of people I know will be going and probably drag me along. The others, I don't know, maybe. God now, Jeremy, I'm not, I don't know if you're aware, but Rogue <laughs> One is actually a Star Wars story. And I'm not, I don't object to Star Wars stories. Yeah, I, I just want to know, I, I mean, if we need there's, to do There's a, three true Star Wars stories, as we all we, know. If we need to do a primer episode <laughs> of the PNR show to kind of tell you, catch you up on what's happened in Star Wars... Um, well, that would be nice, because that. we have we have not talked about Star Wars on this show Ever, ever, at, 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 at least, least, at least, not in season in four. Episode, at least a week. <laughs> yeah. but no, it's, uh, it was all the way back last season. So, Gary, what about you? You're you're the big movie goer. Are you going to go? You've you've already hit Doctor Strange. You going to see the other two? Uh, yeah, I'll go. See, Rogue One. I'm taking time off work to go see that and make sure that we're there on okay. opening day. Uh, and uh, the the Harry Potter one, I will likely go see. Um. Uh, yeah, and uh, I am trying to hit more matinees than uh, the the prime evening viewing, so that is trying to save a little bit of money. And also, our theater, uh, we can get discount tickets through um, AAA. Nice. So we've been doing that. Score. So. Very good. So go see those hot, big blockbuster hits, or stay home and watch big blockbuster hits on your on your small in quotes screen. But while you do that, we're going to be giving you some picks. Our pick segments, half pints, coming at you right now. Oh, is this is this where I do the music? Jeez, you've only been saying let's move on for ten minutes. No, no, that was. Some kind of Orlando Bloom <laughs> super cut. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the half line segments, as you know, these are things we think you should take a look at. Movies, television shows, apps, music, whatever strikes our fancy, we're going to bring it to you. And Jeremy is going first with an oldie but a goodie. So my pick is a 1995 movie, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's 
They're remaking it as a live action. I've I've heard that movie is is coming out again. Yeah. They're remaking a live action Hollywoodized generic version of it. They're remaking a Japanese anime with uh, an American Scarlett Johansson in the lead role. It it does the previews for that look amazing. I I really kind of do want to go back and see the anime version first. So. You, you you really should. You should see the original. And there's it's a huge franchise. It has a bunch of stuff. This is stuff. probably like what would you say one of the top three most well known anime films. Yes. I mean like Evangelion and Akira. Ghost in the Shell is right up there. Yeah, gotta gotta see that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking for that one. I may have to go back and watch it. Is that is that available anywhere, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. I mean, <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't what I was fishing for, but okay. <laughs> you know, Dreaming, I can't. Dreaming, you should put it on Netflix the chat. No, it's it's. I know, I know, we've rented it from Netflix in the past. Um, I don't think it's. On. I, it may be. It may be on their streaming stuff. I don't know. It might be on. on. I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's streaming. And TV will tell us uh, while we while I look for that. Uh, Gary, what's your pick for the week? Uh, my pick is group chat in Google Hangouts. Um, people <laughs> should read that. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually read that and decided I'd, I'd comment on it to try to get the fans. Uh, okay. But anyway, yes, Dropbox uh, is a wonderful it. way to, uh, to find that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll let that one hang there for the uh, federal authorities to pull out. Uh, <laughs> uh, my pick is, uh, oddly enough, Doctor Strange. Um, I went and saw it last weekend, maybe. I don't know when sometime. Uh, it's, uh, it's really odd to hear uh, what's his name? Cumberbatch? Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Speak, trying to speak as an American, and that just doesn't work. Uh, but if you can get over that and the fact that it's, you know, Sherlock Holmes doing uh, Kung Fu and magic, uh, it, it's a good movie. It's very entertaining. It keeps a good pace. It's Marvel's done a great job of making the um, transition from comic book to movie. The visual effects in this movie, really good. And I would say for that alone, it's worth seeing on the big screen because. Did you uh, see it in 3D? I know. I, I I avoid 3D like the plague. If it was only in 3D, I would wait until I got home. I, I had heard that this, if you have only ever see one in 3D, this is the good one to see that. in 3D. I just, yes. I just hate, I just hate 3D. If, if I go see it, I want to see it in 3D. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not huge on 3D either, but, but this, is I've heard, is, is worth the, the extra 3D-ishness. I can I can base I, I can completely understand why they would say that because the the um in this movie even without being in three D um and visuals in this movie are, are just are, are pretty stunning I would say they are worth seeing it in the theater just for those two things alone yeah. and you know the story's good it's you know it's a it's a comic book superhero type of thing um, with nice tie-ins to uh old, cinematic universe so uh you can see where things are going with other movies that are coming out in that marvel universe so if you're a marvel fan you got to see this one because it's just part of the overall experience 
So uh, to uh, piggyback on to uh, Jeremy's topic there, if you are a fan and want to see Ghost in the Shell, it is available on Hulu. Hmm. Oh, cool. Thanks. Okay. It's not as long as I thought it was. It's only an hour? Longer than that. Uh, an hour and 21. Okay. So that's not as, Okay. Got it. Okay. That's better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Keith, as always, a mystery. What is your pick tonight? <laughs> you know, for a guy who doesn't ever read the, uh, the outline for the show, uh, I seem to manage to tie it in pretty good. I've got two picks, both TV shows tonight. Because um, I know one, you. One is, yeah, that's, that's right, Rob. Uh, uh, one is uh, a pick others have made on the show and I'm finally getting around to, and I just want to confirm their pick, and that is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ah. Uh, we got we finally got on to that one uh, looking for a, a, a Netflixable sitcom and I was a little uncertain after the first episode but boy it kicks in fast it and strong after that um, and it's great uh, I, I, that's just a perfect Netflix sitcom yeah. uh, definitely you, recommend it if you are a fan of the old 30 Rock show yeah it, it, it feels like so 30 much 30 Rockishness. yeah, yeah. Really good, and uh, my second pick uh, actually does is a pre-pick because it doesn't actually come out till tomorrow. But tomorrow is the day I've been waiting for for like two years now, and that is Amazon's premiere of the Grand Tour. Top oh. Gear has it has moved to Amazon, and it first uh, debuts tomorrow. So that's where I will be tomorrow night, consuming that. Nice. All right. Uh, my picks for the week, I just have a couple of apps I'd like you to try. Um, if, uh, we, we talked about this, uh, this app a while back. Um, I think it's, uh, a lot of fun. Smash hit. You remember smash hit? Oh yeah. Uh, shooting a little ball, pinball through ball bearings through glass. Yeah. Well, that company, uh, mediocre has another, uh, app that they released a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And it's called pin out. And <laughs> I got Pinout the other day. Pinout is kind of a never-ending pinball machine. And mm-hmm. uh, I am a huge, huge fan of pinball. Um, I've always loved pinball. I have a, a couple of pinball apps on my iPad that I plug in every now and then. Um, and I love Smash Hit. And Pinout is um, a really cool, just uh, very similar in feel to Smash Hit and trying to get through different levels. Uh, but instead of smashing through glass, you're trying to uh, knock your pinball through various ramps and gates and doors and all kinds of fun stuff. So um, it's not very expensive. I think it's two dollars, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, um, beautiful on an iPad. Yeah, on a full it's gorgeous iPad. Yeah. Um, Sort of an endless runner for pinball. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would put it. It's really, and it's very fun. Yeah, really good. And uh, my I other... picked that to myself. My other pick for the week is something especially for Keith. Keith is a huge fan of Hearthstone, right. um, and and I I play Hearthstone. I'm not wait. I'm not picking Hearthstone. I, I know. Want this, I want to put this I, I wasn't coming down on you that you were. Okay. Um, Hasn't and I, picked it all season. And I play Hearthstone right. on, on occasion too, and, and I enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as Keith does, but um, I did just give another uh, CCG app, which is a collectible card game app a try and it's called star crusade and um if you pick up star crusade uh what you will notice is that it has a very similar feel to um hearthstone but it's set in a sci-fi universe and there are enough 
um, different tweaks to how it's played um, that it makes it enjoyable enough as a kind of a different game. So um, it's got some cool graphics and um, and kind of a nice, cute little. I won't say cute, but I should not say cute. Uh, a nice backstory uh, to it. So um, give Star Crusade. I believe Star Crusade, like uh, Hearthstone, is free to start off with, and you can buy packs and stuff for cards you want to try. So give it a try. Star Crusade. Uh, oh, uh, we forgot to revisit the beer in the middle of the episode, but that's okay because we're going to come back to it right now. We've got four minutes because we have a hard out. <coughs> at uh, 9.30 Eastern. So, gentlemen, what are your final thoughts on Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale? Gary, has your uh, rating changed at all? No. Uh, I'm going to stick with the 8. It it might improve a little bit, but uh, it's a solid rating. So I'm going to stick with that. It's really awesome. good. Uh, Jeremy, final thoughts? It, it, it got better as it warmed up. More flavor, a little smoother. Um, I'm going with an 8 as well. Keith? Uh, for a brown ale with as rich malts as it has, it's surprisingly quaffable. You can really just throw this back if you want, and uh, it doesn't affect the flavor at all. Um, therefore, I think I think it's probably if if not, it ought to be the standard for the style. Uh, and as such, I'm going to give it a nine. Wow! I give it four and a half on Untapped. I'm going to give it a nine on PNR Show. Yeah, I love I I, I love this um very much um very tasty everything that the guys have been saying about it it's very drinkable uh, i actually prefer my beers always cold and i know that this is a beer that's supposed to be served slightly less than uh chilled because uh, it is the the british ale type of um beverage but i still enjoy it very very much and i will give it an eight as well so i think we're like 8.75 8.25 oh, sorry that's right, closer to eight than nine. That's it. Uh, okay, so in uh, let me let's tease our uh, next episodes. And I think we're going to be off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. Uh, yeah, I suppose if you guys are too busy or something, then you know, yeah, I'll guess you can have uh, the night off. off. So <laughs> in two weeks, we are going to be revisiting another old friend of ours from the United Kingdom, that being the folks at Guinness. And we're going to be drinking their blonde, their new blonde uh, lager. Well, shit, I guess I better find that. <laughs> yeah, you better get on that. And, I'm going to get uh, on that. I got two we'll weeks. Do a mini, we're actually going to do a mini unit on, uh, on the UK. Hey, hey, hey. Your unit may be mini, but that doesn't mean all of ours are. Well, we got a couple. Oh, yeah. We, got, sorry, we, we have another Sam Smith. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to, yes, we're going to bookend them. That's right. I forgot. Guys mentioned it to me in the chat room. I forgot. We're going to do the Guinness Blonde, and then the following week, we're going to do another Samuel Smith's, the Organic Chocolate Stout. Yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. I can good. get that. So we'll bookend or have a nice little sure. mini United Kingdom unit, and then maybe we'll look into doing a couple of Christmas brews or holiday brews uh, for the season. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts? We're at 829. Drink more beer. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Keith, play us out. That's it for us. Season four, episode two. I'd rather have I have no return show. One I'll hour on the nose. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale and live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me longer for life.
I will say this about the Ghost in the Shell uh, trailer that just came out this week. Um, I do not mind uh, Scarlett Johansson in her little skin-tight uh, suit. It was very pleasant. <laughs> 